Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. First, let me tell you about American Giant. Is that American Giant sweatshirt you're wearing right now? Yes, it is an American Giant sweatshirt. These are the best, aren't they? They're so comfortable. They're they're especially in a studio like this when it's like 12 degrees usually. Yeah, well, uh, it's warm. are a little late today, so it's going to temperatures I, going down. I, oh yeah, yeah. It was. Uh, they're warm. They uh, they they just. I think you can wear them with anything. You can. And they are unlike the Fetterman, which looks like dump on you. Yeah. These are the kinds of sweatshirts that are, you know, back in the 1960s and the 1970s, you would buy from like Champion. Yeah. But they don't make them anymore. Mm -hmm. They're making them all over in China or wherever, and they suck. They had to, American Giant had to bring these machines back, I think from Japan, train Americans how to use them again, and make these great, great sweatshirts. I'll I'll be wearing this thing in 20 years. Oh, yeah. This same sweatshirt, it'll be the last 20 years. It'll be comfortable in 20 years. People used to wear their dad's college sweatshirts or whatever. It's these. That's what this is. Mm -hmm. And that's why they wore them for so long. American-giant.com slash Glenn. American-giant.com slash Glenn. Get them now. You can find all your clothes all made here in America from American-giant.com slash Glenn. know if you watch the debate last night but that's what i get paid to do i watch it so you don't have to my gosh it was the worst debate i have heard in my lifetime in my lifetime i've never seen a bad a, a, a worse debate than that one it was awful i tweeted right after the only winner was donald trump because he didn't have hit he, he wasn't a re- what we have the of course of course you say that what you, Mr. Trump Thumper, Mr. Mr. I, Mr. Uh, I've been uh, doing nothing gosh. but shilling for Donald Trump. No, that's it's not what I. Do. Yeah, okay. Thank you, ever, thank you, thank you very much. Uh, so anyway, he's the only one that didn't have any stink on him. However, I think that DeSantis probably walked away with, uh, you know, the least amount of stink on him. <laughs> Of course, what? that's what you'd say. Oh, I, Mr. I love Ron DeSanctimonious over here. But I was... Ron DeSanctus. Yeah, Ron okay, all right. Okay, okay, talk. all right. Thank you very much for your phone call. And then and then you had Tim Scott and Nikki Haley that, you know, did fairly... Oh, the Haley Humpers, baby. 
We're going to try to speak to you like an adult here and give you the real analysis coming up in just a second. First, let me tell you about Relief Factor Sleep. If you can't sleep... (laughs) What? What? Mr. Relief Factor, Mr. Mr. All you do is talk about how you got back pain. Uh, Well, I'll tell you what. You've got no solutions for it. All you do is present the problems. No, Uh, just uh, talking about Relief Factors. Relief Factor. Relief Factor sleep. Sleep. For for the problem. Oh, now Mr. Relief Factor sleeps on board. (laughs) Okay. Thank you. I can't, I can't fall asleep. I, I need really to fall asleep. Dan, this is so typical of you. The first, oh, here's Mr. Dirk Bergamo. Okay, all right, shut up. First bottle is $19.95. You want to get a good night's sleep? It's 20 bucks. It's all natural, so you're not going to feel it in your in, in your uh, system. You'll wake up refreshed the next morning. Unleash the power of great sleep by calling 800 the number 4 relief 800 the number 4 relief or go to relieffactor.com. Oh, hey, that was Woo! I love the primary season. Oh, as we say, Mm -hmm. primary season is the dumbest season. So everyone hates everyone. Everyone thinks everything you say is some secret signal against whoever you want to vote for. That's where we are in primary season. Can I can I tell you if if you went to like, I I don't know, maybe uh, maybe if you had to debate your way in to be homecoming king and queen and prince and princess at like let's say beverly hills high Mm. i think that's kind of the debate that i saw last night a bunch of privileged people on the stage all yelling all talking over each other not stopping no reason all looking at like one of the journalists at the same time just talking shut up All of you, shut up. My gosh, it was such a waste of time and such an insult. The biggest loser last night was Fox. That was disgusting. And I'm doing a TV show tonight you don't want to miss. We're going to be talking about, I think Fox is dead. I think the GOP is dead. I think it's dead. Dead. GOP is the one that picked Fox and uh, Univision to host that thing. Why? Why? Why would they do that? Why? It was Fox Business News. Do you know how many people watch Fox Business News? Like 12. And many of them are on the second floor of the Fox building. <laughs> what are you doing? And then you put Univision on with Fox? I mean, I understand NBC Univision because it's the same crap. Oh my gosh, I I couldn't take, they lost control of that debate within 10 minutes. That was rough. I mean, I I guess the theory here is that they don't want to give debates to MSNBC and CNN, so they're like, well, who else do we have? Uh, I don't know. Right. Uh, I know what you're going to say. Yeah. Like, maybe the Blaze? Maybe the Blaze. Maybe you give it to the Blaze Daily Wire and we do it together. Yeah. Maybe, what are you doing, GOP? Instead, they're like, well, the only ones who don't totally hate us are Fox and Fox Business, so let's go there over and over and over again. Oh my gosh, it was horrible. And like, I don't... you know, like I, I like Dana Perino. I think she. I don't think it was necessarily the the, um, uh, moderators. the moderators because 
it was the, I, like let at some point we are re- conservatives here, right? Maybe we should blame the people for their actions. And the, the people on stage all made the same decision that I wasn't aggressive enough. I need to talk. No, more. no. And the, they all uh, talked except to, for one. Except, except for one. For, uh, uh, two. I would say two. I, I, I would say Vivek. Yes. Um, went the opposite way. No, it's, oh, it's Mr. Vivek's Vivek. back in town. Yeah, hello. Primary guy <laughs> sees that Vivek is getting a compliment. He must be a Vivek, a secret agent. Right. Okay, uh, and, so. And I thought DeSantis was more aggressive, but generally speaking, kept within the lines. I think so, too. I think okay. I think that's why I said he, out of all that appeared, and the only reason why the big winner was Donald Trump last night was because he didn't have any of the stink on him. If he would have been there, it would have been worse. Yeah. Would have been worse. But he wasn't there. He made the right decision. He didn't show up. And that thing devolved into a 12-year-old food Ugh. fight. It Ugh. was awful. Awful. I, awful. I mean, there was minutes at a time. Minutes. When three or four of them were talking. There was one time, I think all seven of them were talking. Oh, oh gosh. And oh, it was like, awful. what are you, do? what is this? What is this? I, I mean, are we America? This is the lowest low I think we've ever hit in politics. Thank <laughs> you. Wait a minute. No, no, no. I mean, in, poli- in, in debates. In okay. debates. I was not gonna in say, politics. That's a real. No, in debates. This was shameful. It was shameful. shameful. And, you know, I get it. Like, Tim Scott, the criticism of him in debate number one is he basically didn't say anything. So right out the gate, Tim Scott, every single question, jumping in, raising his hand, saying, I understand he's trying to solve a specific problem. He's not going to win the presidency if he doesn't solve it. I get why he does that. Doug Burgum. No one knows who Doug Burgum is. He is. First of all, let me just say this. Every time the camera went to him, it was like, oh, my gosh. I mean, he's a Muppet. He doesn't. (laughs) He is, yeah. he's like an avatar or a cartoon. Just, I, I don't you know mean like what. like his, just appearance? It's his appearance. You're like, oh, God, what just can warn us? Slide into him from Chris Christie or something. My wow. gosh. That's the biggest Chris Christie compliment I think ever his ever, appearance has ever received. Ever, ever received. And he is, oh, my gosh. I, honestly, like, oh. at, w- look, policy-wise is another story. As far as the actual debate goes, and he was, I don't even think he Go was ahead. near the bottom of it. He, I, I, like, at least he would say things that were kind of coherent, and he no. wasn't always talking over people. I mean, I'm just saying, as far as in the debate rules, he has really bad planned one-liners that he thinks are going to be great. Oh, I don't know. Cut 18. Oh, I don't know what you're talking so about. Rough. Listen, I want to look at that camera right now and tell you, Donald, I know you're watching. You can't help yourself. I know you're watching. Okay. And you're not here tonight, not because of polls and not because of your indictments. You're not here tonight because you're afraid of being on the stage and defending your record. You're ducking these things. And let me tell you what's going to happen. You keep doing that. No one up here is going to call you Donald Trump anymore. We're going to call you Donald Duck. He really wanted oh, that one to he land. He practiced that. Oh, my gosh. That is that so was like, awful. That so was awful. like the same way Chris Christie felt going to ask a girl to a prom is how he felt right there. And she just said no <laughs> to his face. It was so sad. You know, he if he had if he wasn't Chris Christie. He didn't have the, you know, corruption thing, which might work for him now. Didn't have the corruption <laughs> thing in the back. If he uh, if he had completely different policies, 
he could have cut through last night. Yeah. Because he, he can he, command the stage. Look, again, now I'm going to be, oh, you love Chris Christie. But like, <laughs> Christie's good at this. Yes, he's general. good at this. I mean, Again, that he's was a horrible, horrible moment. Everything that was a horrible moment. Yes. I mean, he, he really, bl- and leading up to it, I, like that line is so bad at the, at the end of it. But the rest of it is, I think, fair. Like, I think criticizing Donald Trump for not being there is totally fair. I do now, too. if I, I, I said this last night because I was thinking of you. Glenn Beck runs for president. I'm in a position where I would be the guy behind the stage, and you're up by 40 points. And I and you go, what should we do with this debate? I'd be like, what are you nuts? Don't go near that debate. That's what you're I would exactly be telling right. you. You're up by 40 points. Stay away. I want yep. you to win. That is the whole way I would talk to you about it as yep. your advisor. And if I were advisor for Donald Trump and he was up like that, I'd be saying the same thing. Yeah. I wanted him there. I, I have right. questions for Donald Trump. But and I think they should be heard in a debate. But I'm not advising him to be in that. That's crazy. He won last night by just because not of up. that. By just not showing up. I'd say you know, and that's probably the story for the first two debates, right? Like yes, it, every it is. day that passes in a race where the gap is 40 points, that there isn't a breakout performance is a win for Donald Trump, right? He's up by a lot. So he doesn't need his own breakout performance. He doesn't need to knock down Vivek Ramaswamy or Ron DeSantis no. or Nikki Haley. He just needs to keep surviving. So totally understand it from his perspective when you're talking about winning. You know, there's a part of me. You go back yep. to, uh, you know, Ted Williams. This is going to give you a sports reference, Glenn. Prepare yourself. Ted Williams was hitting, what, 401? Yeah, going he's into a great the, boxer. Going into the last day of the season. And the, the manager offered to let him sit. And just sit it out. You're hitting 401. It's going to be an amazing achievement. Don't go. What if you go over three? You might be under 400. Instead, he played, and he went. I think three for five, and he wound up hitting 403. Like I want a little bit of that from Trump. I mean, the whole reason. But all why, you need is three rounds okay. and five, and you're no. I'll, you're making your points are going to be good on this, but I'm just going to hold off okay. for one second <laughs> on them. Your 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 sports follow ups are going okay, to be great. Good. All right. But the point is like. What we, you know, if you look at Donald Trump, what is it? What do Republican voters love about Donald Trump? How many times do they say it? Because he fights, right? This isn't him fighting. This is him being like, well, it's smart for me to avoid the fight. And I, I, I would like him to be there. And I think it was fair for both DeSantis and Christie to hit him on that. How Christie did it was just so cringeworthy. Correct. It was unbelievable. And I think DeSantis, the way he did it, I thought was, was good. good. I thought that was good. I thought that was good. It, was, it wasn't hatred towards Trump. No. It wasn't you're the, Trump is the worst guy in the world. But hey, you know, like if he wants your votes, he should show up to these things. And I think that's a fair criticism. I don't Except know that I wouldn't listen to it if I was Trump's advisor. If Donald <laughs> Trump would have been there last night, every would have, everyone would have in the press blamed him for the chaos. Yes. It shows you don't need Donald Trump for the chaos. Oh, no. the, that that chaos was there all by itself. Well, it was all a, by itself. It was a sense of desperation, was it not, Glenn? These people, oh. they're all looking here. They're all saying, look, we're down by 40 and 50 points. We can't break out of this. I mean, and people were talking about how well Nikki Haley did last time. She went from like 2 to 7%. You know, like this is the game that's being played here. They're all in a, in a getting an increasing amount of desperation. They need money, most of them. And so they all decided at the same time, what I need to do is just talk through the moderators. And sometimes that's successful. We've seen Trump do it successfully. We've seen Newt Gingrich do it successfully in previous campaigns. Yeah, but they don't all do it. They all did it. They all made the same decision on the same day. Yeah. And And I feel bad for Ramaswamy because he's the only guy 
that went the other way. Yeah, he did. He was the only guy that said, I mean, and and the Scott smashed him on it. I mean, just and it was a great moment for Scott. Which one? When Ramaswamy said, look, we're we're all decent people here. We're all decent people. Oh, yeah. Yes. And he tried to offer a fig leaf to everybody or an olive branch. I don't know why you'd some, hand a some fig fruit leaf. or vegetable. Yes, he gives them. He, he throws an <laughs> avocado their way. Right. Yeah. And and they said <laughs> fig leaf like they were all naked. Uh, whoa, oh, I'm sorry. I said whoa. Yeah, Chris oh, Christie was on stage. Watch okay. your mouth. <laughs> so um, uh, so he you know tries to be kind and reverse because he was too he was hostile too aggressive last time. Last time. So he learns his lesson and he decides you know what I'm going to go this way. And they just slit his throat. Yeah, they did. Just slit his throat. Scott said, you know, you called us all bought and paid for last time, which I, by the way, for all the people saying we're Vivek uh, people, uh, we, both we criticized. I thought that was wrong. I thought yeah. it was a bad moment for Vivek yeah, last time. And I thought Scott was fair to hit him on that because it was kind of like a blatant flip flop, right? Like it did seem like he was another person, but he was more Vivek, I thought. Yeah. That's how Vivek has been in interviews with us. Yeah. He was much more like he was last night. Uh, here's a cut seven, uh, cut 17. This is uh, Scott. When we have a conversation about the things that are happening on this stage, we think about the fact that Vivek just said we were all good people. And I appreciate that because last debate, he said we were all bought and paid for. And I thought about that for a little while and said, you know, I can't imagine how you could say that knowing that you were just in business with the Chinese Communist Party and the same people that funded... Hunter Biden, millions of dollars, was a partner this of yours as well. It's not nonsense. So look, do, 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 here's what I'll, 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 I want to respond. These, these are good people who are tainted by a broken system. And it's not the fault I, I think of anybody who's involved. Some of us are tainted. Excuse me. Shut up, Tim. Shut up. Just let the guy. Just let the guy talk. What do we get out of this? You know, someone, someone tweeted this, Glenn, and I was thinking of you because you were one of the first people who really started doing these these types of interviews. But like isn't the debate format basically dead and shouldn't we look more at like the long-term pod uh, long-form podcast format for for these types of things like wouldn't it be much more interesting to have a few of these guys maybe two at a time talking about a specific issue in an hour-long format with someone who's conservative and knows the issue well from a conservative perspective wouldn't we learn so much more from that about these guys Uh, because you still have to be quick on your feet but you actually have time to be able to lay out your ideas and, and show how much knowledge you have about these things. You just did one with Ron DeSantis. Ron DeSantis, of course you would do it. No, but you just did one with Ron DeSantis uh, last week. A lengthy interview, of, of, what, an hour, where yeah. you were able to go through all these things. And like I, that, you get so much more out of that than this nonsense. Oh, I, I got more out of an interview with all of them. I've done all of them except the Muppet at the end of the stage. Not Chris Christie. Uh, not Chris Christie. I won't. Well, I mean, uh, you're invited, Chris, but. How, would you do, Doug, would you get on that Bergamento no, train? I, no, I wouldn't. Um, <laughs> and uh, it's just a waste of time, gang. Just a waste of time. Um, but, uh, you know, the only one left, really. And I've done interviews, hour-long interviews with Donald Trump, but not since he was, uh, you know, a candidate. Um, and would like to do that. I get more out of that. I, I, I got more out of what the blaze did when we just talked to them for about what, 30 or 40 minutes, one at Mm -hmm. a time, one right after another. Now it takes some commitment for you because it took all day. Um, but 
you want to know who these people are? That's the way to do it. And they they just they either hung themselves mm-hmm. or or not. Yeah, you need to see Asa Hutchinson on that stage, did you? No. Uh-huh. And there's a good the, part of that is because of the way he played to the audience yeah. in Iowa. I didn't learn a single thing last night, not one, really except bad. our republic mm. is uh, just out of control. Just out of control. All right, our sponsor this half hour is American Financing. American Financing, NMLS 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. So if you're like most Americans, by the time you pay your bills, refuel your car, buy groceries, there's, there's nothing left. How often do you find yourself using the credit card to cover essential expenses? The average credit card interest rate is 25%, and that makes your debt even more expensive uh if you're a if you're a homeowner there is a better way and i would suggest you call american financing they're helping people just like you get out from underneath that debt burden and start realizing significant savings imagine saving $700 a month that'd go a long way well that's what they're helping the average customer to save $700 a month now you're taking your credit card debt from 25% down to, what, 6 7%? Here's the difference, though. All of your interest for your mortgage is tax deductible. So that stretches the savings out even further. You won't know what you're doing unless you call them. Just talk about 10 minutes. Talk about them. They're salary-based consultants, so they're not getting rich off of selling you into something. No upfront fees. Just call them. American Financing, 800-906-2440, 800-906-2440, or go to AmericanFinancing.net. 10 seconds, station ID. Uh, I, I, I could not take Chris Christie. Um, cut, uh, cut 11, please, on the shutdown. The government will shut down if Congress does not reach a deal by the end of this Christie week. Christie sounds weird here. Yeah. Vice President Pence warns that politics of, quote, Trump's populist protégés, like Mr. Ramaswamy, are a road to ruin for the GOP. If the government shuts down, should voters blame populist Republicans? I can't say. Stop one second. One of my favorite parts of this debate was all of these candidates and their focused stare to try to understand the question she was asking. Because you could tell if they really focused, they could pick out the words. But like, look, let's be honest. It was hard to understand some of the Hard to understand her. Yeah. And it's like, she's trying. She she can speak English. She just got a really heavy accent. And it was tough at times. It was. I mean, DeSantis looked like he was in a, like a stare to like save his life. I know. To try to understand the question that was being asked. I know. I know. Mike Pence. Oh, yeah. Christy. He was like, they're all leaning over as if that was going to make them hear. I cannot (laughs) misunderstand. Understand your question, I or I will hateful. be called yeah. a hateful racist. <laughs> That's exactly I it. must understand your question. <laughs> it was horrible. But wait until you hear his answer. Oh. And I have a challenge to Kevin McCarthy based on this answer. Coming up. The Glenn Beck Program. So Patricia writes in. She's from Arizona. She has two dogs. One of the one of those uh, people who understood the need for good dietary supplements for years. She is like Patricia. You are en fuego. You're on fire. Until a few months ago, she was feeding them 
each three separate supplements every day, and the expenses were adding up. Then she heard me talking about Rough Greens on this program. Yes, Patricia, and fuego, you're on fire, baby. She decided to give it a try. Now her dogs are happy and healthy, and she's saving money by getting everything they need in one bag. Way to go, Patricia, being a great dog mom. Naturopathic Dr. Dennis Black is the one who came up with this. It's not a dog food. He just knew that brown food is dead food. Everything had to be cooked out of it. You want something that is green if you want something healthy for your dog. The folks at Rough Greens are so confident your dog is going to love it, they have a special deal. Go to roughgreens.com slash Beck. That's roughgreens.com slash Beck. Or call 833-G-L-E-N-N-33, 833-GLEN-33. Get your first trial bag free. Sprinkle it on your dog's food and watch the difference. 833-GLEN. That's two N's, 33. It's blazetv.com slash Glenn. A new Glenn TV tonight, right after New Studios America. Don't miss it. Use the promo code Glenn. All right. So here's Chris Christie on the shutdown of the government. Listen to this. Voters should believe everybody who's in Washington, D.C. They get sent down there to do the job, and they've been failing at doing the job for a very long time. And let's be honest about this with the voters. You know, during the Trump administration, they added $7 trillion, $7 trillion in national debt. And now the Biden administration has put another $5 trillion on and counting. They have failed, and they're in the spot they're in now because none of them are willing to tell the truth. None of them are willing to take on the difficult issues. They just want to keep kicking the can down the road. And the inflation that Nikki spoke about is absolutely right, and it's caused by government spending. And that's why people all across this country are suffering tonight. And yet we don't get any answers because Joe Biden hides in his basement and won't answer as to why he's raising the debt the way he's done. And Donald Trump hides behind the walls of his golf clubs and won't show up here to answer questions like all the rest of us are up here to answer. He put $7 trillion on the debt. He should be in this room to answer those questions for the people you talk about who are Can suffering. And if the government and if the government closes, and if the government Can closes, it's the blame. Uh, it is to the blame of everyone in Washington, D.C., who has failed to do their job and just plays to the grandstand. And you know what? I have to tell you, uh, Ron DeSantis responded to this by saying exactly the same thing I was screaming at my television, and that is they are doing their job by shutting down the government because no one will do their job. A few American patriots will stand up and say, we can't keep doing this. All you were doing was blaming everybody for it with no solution except to pass the continuing resolution. No, that's what got us here. No. And by the way, I would love for people to echo this question all across the country and demand uh, that uh, uh, Kevin McCarthy answers the question. Where do you stand on the Schumer uh, McConnell continuing resolution? Where do you stand on that? You fine with that? Or is it a no go? Because Americans deserve to know where the Speaker of the House is. He can't play it both ways. Oh, you know, we're doing our best. We're doing our best. Gosh, darn it. We have to do this. Continue. No. 
it is time for American politicians and especially the conservatives, the only one, the real conservatives, the only ones that actually care about the spending and the survival of our economic system to stand up and say no more continuing resolutions, no more. You know, they shut down the American people. They shut us down for almost a year. They thought that you could go without a job. Your small business, it could stay open. They shut us down for almost a year. And they're crying that they can't make it for what? A week? Two weeks? Hell, I say close them down for a year. Close them down for a year. They did it to the American people. Well, we we found a way to survive. Why should they not receive the same 15 days to slow the slow down the curve of spending? And when they come back, they should all wear masks for no reason. I mean, that's not going to do anything, but I think they should all wear masks when they come back. Oh, uh, and by the so way, I'm so sick of this. That debate then uh, went to DeSantis's response, which I which I appreciated. I did, too. But then Pence coming in and criticizing oh. DeSantis on his spending. I'm like, look. You are vice president of the United States. Your congressional record at this point means very little, frankly. You were vice president of the United States for four years. And as Christie correctly pointed out, they added something like $7 trillion to the debt when he was vice president. You don't get to criticize other people on spending after that. Now, look, the economic record of Trump-Pence in many ways was strong. But at no point did they prioritize cutting spending. At no point did they care about it. Because Donald Trump honestly doesn't have a problem with debt. And the reason why he doesn't have a problem with debt is if you know you're buying a house and you know you're going to get a raise, you're going to you're about to explode. You don't worry about that house that everybody says you shouldn't buy that house. You can't afford that house. Don't worry my income is going to go up. Now, that's that's a bet. Now, Donald Trump bet correctly that the that things would get better in America. However, because Donald Trump or, you know, we don't have a magic wand where we're always going to have the great economic times when it comes back to bite you in the ass and you, you know, you lose your job or all of a sudden a new boss comes in and he changes policies and cuts your bonuses or whatever it is, then you're sitting with that big, huge house and you can't afford to pay it. Right. That's the problem. I mean, look, Trump called himself the king of debt a million yes. times, right? I mean, he, that's true, his theory. But part of the bet you're talking about is unforeseen circumstances. Correct. Like interest rates going way up. Like Like war. COVID. Like war. And and part of, that's why you don't bet like that. Now, uh, and I, I think it's totally fair to be critical of his record when it comes to spending. It's one of the things I would be great if he was on stage that he would be asked about. But if you're one of the two people in the ticket that did that... Trump, Pence, you can't be hitting other candidates on that issue. So here's the thing. Um, I want to talk about one other thing that they talked about last night, and it really pissed me off. No, because nobody got it right about the striking workers in Detroit. And I know we have a new station in Detroit. Just hang on for a second. I don't know if I'm going to make friends or enemies, but just (laughs) hear me out. I have no sympathy for the auto uh makers the manufacturers why because they got into bed with the federal government in 08 with the bailout 
and they knew that they were never going to be able to extract themselves from it. And they had to dump things like uh, the hydrogen car, which was way down the road. It was much more well-defined. There were already service stations. Shell was about to transform all of their service stations and carry hydrogen. But because all the green, you know, the green lovers and Barack Obama and he wanted an electric. Why would you want an electric when you can make the energy here in America? Hydrogen 100 percent clean. Why would you want to go to a battery that has all kinds of problems, environmentally speaking, and you don't have the stuff to make them here in America? Why would you do that? Well, they got into bed. Uh, congratulations, Chevy. You can start more fires than all of the Boy Scouts in America can ever start. So I have no sympathy for them. I have no sympathy for the United Auto Workers Union. Those guys went in deep for Joe Biden. Now, they held out for a while because they didn't like his policies on green, but they eventually gave all their money and all their support to Joe Biden. And what did they get? What did they get? Well, they got a hammer to the head for all of the workers. But believe you me, there is a reason why these auto worker unions are doing this, because we're going into a global economy where we will unionize all countries all across the world. And guess who will get that extra uh, income? The United Auto Workers and all the other unions. Why do you think uh, Randy Weingarten was over in in Ukraine because they're going to have United Teachers Foundations over in Ukraine. That's how these unions are going to win. How could they possibly win when they are screwing their endorsement is screwing the auto workers, the auto workers? You know why they want so much money and they want now a four day work week and everything else? Because they know their jobs are gone. They know it doesn't take that many people that can be done here in America to make an automobile if it's all electric. It takes fewer workers to do it. And a lot of it, the batteries and everything else, not going to be made here. They'll be made here like, you know, like American Giant makes clothes here. Okay, well, there's one company that you can, but that's not 98% of the product coming from America. That's 1% of the product coming from America. And they know it. And they know it. But what does Joe Biden do? Now, remember, we bailed out the auto industry in 08. That's what got them into bed. Now, to get them, Ford has lost $2 billion this year alone. All because of the EV. So what does Joe Biden say? Joe Biden goes and says, they need this pay raise. Well, I'm all for pay raises. I'm for pay raises because everybody's losing money because of inflation. But what causes inflation? Inflation is caused by the government just printing more money. So what are they doing? They are printing money so they can give the money to the big, you know, Ford and Chrysler and everybody else, they can give these big bailouts to them and they're subsidizing every car. If it's the car they want, they're subsidizing every car. 
So that's what's causing your inflation. I mean, just that alone is enough damage. But they're doing that on everything. Everything. So I'm for them getting raises. I'm for them having a good life, just like I'm for everybody having good health care and everything else. But Joe Biden comes and says, yeah, you deserve that particular raise you're asking for, which is what? A hundred. It works out to like one hundred and thirty five dollars an hour, something like that. The most expensive auto build is 60 or 65 dollars an hour. China is practically slave labor. Now, I'm not suggesting that, you know, we do slave labor and I'm not suggesting that we don't do 70 dollars an hour. It's expensive to live here in America. I get it. But you want to put the big three auto workers out of business? You start paying your auto workers $135 an hour, which Joe Biden is for. They'll have money, but the money that it will cost the average person to buy the car, how much more will that add to the price tag? So you won't buy American cars because they'll be too expensive in America. And so what will the government do? The government will make new incentives and print more money and try to offset that cost so you'll buy American. You ne- you're in the death cycle. You're in the death cycle right now. Why will no one say this in a debate? Why will no one actually talk about inflation and what is causing inflation the price of your food is not going up okay you have to understand this the price of your food is not going up the value of your dollar is going down that's what's happening well these people are getting rich off the backs of the american people no it takes more dollars to buy the same thing it's inflation. Everything the government is doing right now is destroying our economy, destroying our dollar, destroying your ability to keep your head above water. And that is all Biden and this worthless bunch of economic geniuses who are doing things under different names that have always failed, always failed. Would have liked to hear that last night. Would have liked to hear that instead of the placating of the unions and the placating of and then just blaming. I, I'm sick of it. I'm sick of it. Back in just a minute. By the way, we're going through all of this on tonight's uh, podcast. You don't want to miss it. It's uh, the Wednesday night special tonight at nine o'clock on Thursday. And we're just going through it. I think we're going to be releasing it early uh, today. I, I, I'm not sure. But we're going to have all of the uh, the best commentary on what happened last night. You watch it at blazetv.com. Now, MyPillow. Special deals just keep coming from MyPillow. You've heard me talk about the My Slippers, the Giza Dream Sheets, the MyPillow 2.0. Seems like there's nothing that MyPillow... Uh, does that they can't just offer a great deal on the latest sale is on their percal sheets these are the bed sheets variety of colors uh it's a closeout sale right now the queen size sheets regularly retail for 90 bucks they're now available for 35 dollars when you use the promo code beck 
Percale sheets are breathable. They have cool and crisp feel that you're going to love, and they fit over any mattress, and they're incredibly durable. Plus, they're machine washable and very easy to care for. This is a great sale, but it's not going to last long. Go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener special square, get the MyPillow Percale sheets or Percale sheets for just as low as $25 for a twin set for $35 and a queen set. This deal won't last long. Enter the promo code BECK. Call 800-966-3117. Get this special and many more. 800-966-3117. Join the conversation. 888-727-BECK. The Glenn Beck Program. <laughs> Chris Christie, you're not going to call Donald uh, Donald Trump. He's going to start calling him Donald Donald Duck. Donald Duck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so good. Uh, can I? Uh, do you have anything on uh, the Nikki Haley performance last night? What did you feel about that? I I thought it was. I, there's something she's doing there, trying to be. I'm the the tough woman, and I'm going to come after you, and I. I mean, the whole thing where she said Vivek Ramaswamy was dumb or like made us all dumber. I mean, look, you can have criticisms of Vivek Ramaswamy. He's not a dumb guy. He's just not. I mean, it's just, it's just silly. It's, he's not stupid. Um, I kind of felt like the, the Vivek, the beating up on Vivek thing, which people seemed to like last time, was over the line on this one. Everyone decided oh, to do I it. I thought it was, I thought it was very unfair. Yeah. And just why? He's got, what, six points? Five. He's at 5.5% 5. 5. 5. I think. Because they, they all saw him as a guy to beat. And yeah. so they all just jumped on him last night. And, you know, that's fine. That's fine. You're allowed to do that. But You're allowed. Do it in somewhat of a fair way. I, I didn't think... It just seemed like it was really forced last night. I think night. America is done with politics Oof. the way it's been done. And honestly, the biggest loser, Fox, and the GOP. And I'll explain that on my uh, Thursday night special tonight. The Glenn Beck Program. All right, let me talk to you a little bit about Rough Greens. Um, you know, the food that you feed your dog, if it's kibble food, has to sit, you know, by law, has to be able to sit on the shelves for two years. Mm. Now, think about eating something that can sit on the shelf for two years. Does it sound like it's something really, really super nutritious for you? No. Uh, green food is good food. Have a salad. Shut up. Naturopathic Don, uh, Dr. Dennis Dr. Dennis Black was the one who you know put together Rough Greens. It's vitamins, minerals, probiotics, antioxidants. You name it. It's like a salad for your dog, except much healthier. But dogs can't talk back, and dogs apparently love it. I mean, I've tried to feed Uno, you know, a piece of lettuce. He's like, he's me. What the? No. Uh, Uno went from being the pickiest eater on the planet to then wolfing down any food that's put in front of him once it has rough greens on top of it. Check it out. You get your first bag free, roughgreens.com slash back, or call 833-GLEN-33. That's 833-G-L-E-N-N-33. Call them now, 833-GLEN-33, roughgreens.com slash back.
you're about to hear is the fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. We are seeing the courage of so many people standing up and fighting for what they believe is right. And in many cases now, fighting for things that we all knew were right just a few years ago. For instance, we shouldn't mutilate a child's gender. You know, if you want to do that to yourself and you're in your 20s or 30s, whatever. But a child? Uh, no, I don't think you should be able to decide those things until you're stable as an adult, until your brain is fully developed, which is like 25 years old. No gender mutilation on kids, but that's, that's now a controversial issue to say that. Well, we talked yesterday to a guy in British Columbia, Canada. He is a father. His daughter was groomed in the British Columbia school system to believe she was really a boy. The Children's Hospital sent him a, later, a letter stating that they had the right to medically transition his child against his consent. That led to over five years in the Canadian court system. The guy is, I mean, you can imagine how broke you'd be after five years of this. He spent six months in jail, a huge fine, just because he wouldn't shut up about it. And the court system said, you got to stop talking to people. Well, he is risking more court time by uh, just coming on the radio. I'm not going to use his name again today, but I wanted to spend another you know, 15 or 20 minutes with him today to find out what he did right, what he did wrong. What do you recommend people do to be able to fight this in our own school? This is something that well, they, when they asked the question, I didn't really hear a good, clear answer last night on the debate from anybody. Um, they, you know, Bergmentum, he was, he just started talking about partnering with teachers unions. And I'm like, what is he even saying? A Muppet, shut the Muppet up. We're going to talk to this gentleman in British Columbia in 60 seconds. Now, let me tell you about Natalia. She's a young woman. She found out she was pregnant in both fear and anger. She decided she was going to get an abortion. She didn't think she could go through having a baby. But by the grace of God, through her partner's family, they were praying, she was led to a pre-born network center. Once she saw her baby on the ultrasound and heard the heartbeat, she was overwhelmed. She chose life and has received ongoing love and support from pre-born since then. She'll never be sorry she chose life. Because of your generous support, Preborn writes 200 stories a day just like this. $28 can be the difference between life and death of a child. When a mother meets her baby on ultrasound, hears the heartbeat, it's a divine connection and doubles the baby's chance at life. So let's join together and help mothers in crisis choose life. And then let's take care of the moms as well. Just hit pound 250, pound 250. Say the keyword baby. That's pound 250, keyword baby. Or you can donate online at preborn.com slash back. All of your gifts are tax deductible. 100% of your donation goes towards saving babies. Preborn.com slash back. Sponsored by Preborn. 
As we said yesterday, I'm not going to give you this man's uh, name for fear of even more reprisals by his government in British Columbia. I'm just going to call him uh, Dad. Welcome to the program. Welcome back, Dad. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. How are you today? Well, I'm good. I'm, I'm hoping you come with uh, some advice and some answers uh, for us because you didn't win the fight. You haven't talked to your daughter now in three years because uh, they gave her a choice, right? They did. They. Uh, I mean, the ruling from the courts back in 2019 was that uh, she had the right to inject herself with testosterone and pretty much do whatever she wanted to do as if she was an adult. Uh, they took that right away from me. And, uh, and of course, once that happened, this is where I kind of left off a bit yesterday as I, as I dropped my two lawyers. And, and I, had a dis- I had a choice to make at that point in time. Uh, you know, we weren't going to pursue it to the Supreme Court of Canada. But I was sitting on something that was super important that I thought everybody should know, you know, and and so I had to decide what to do with that information. Do I follow the courts and and continue to be gagged and kind of watch other children get mutilated when I know what I know? And and do I have a choice in in that way? And I I felt that I did. And And I didn't feel bound by court orders when the court orders were so harmful to children. And so, you know, I was even talking with some media at that time. And, and I remember one fellow was saying, you know, this is probably your, your opportunity to become a leader in this. You know, make a big, bold decision and just move forward. And so I did. I had a lot of people that were telling me to just stay quiet. We'll find another case. We'll figure this out. Maybe we'll get. And, and I thought, no. And so I did. I broke my. I broke all the, the gag orders I was under. I went and did a whole bunch of interviews uh, to the point where I wasn't the only one in court at that time. There was media people in court that they were going after, and letters were being sent all over the place telling people to take content down. And in Canada, all the you know letters were sent to Google. All Canadian content was removed. You couldn't find the story up here anymore. And so, yeah, obviously being brought back into court. And and I didn't stop, even in court. It infuriated the courts because I would come in and a new story would be coming out the morning I'm back in court again. And the judge is like, what's this new thing? Uh, And at that time, they also believed I had the power somehow to get the stuff all taken down. And I, and, and at that point I was representing myself and I said, well, you know, the, you know, the, the horse is out of the barn, right? You can't, you know, the toothpaste out of the toothpaste tube, but yet the expectation was on me that I could put it all back in that somehow I could go back to the pre back when I was being gagged and following the gag orders, but that wasn't going to happen. I mean, the story went essentially around the, the planet, you know, I, I, people wanted to. I, I don't understand how governments think that they have the right to gag you on uh, something that is affecting your life in this way. That you, that somehow or another they can tell you, "Here's the punishment. We disagree with you, and now you can never ever talk about it." That's insanity. Insanity. Well, that's what I thought. I mean, this is their argument. Is, is they're saying, well, the reason we're doing this is we're protecting your child because you're harming her by telling the story and sh- sharing her medical information. 
is what they said. And so in their minds, but this isn't what it is. They're, they're protecting their agenda, but they don't tell you that part. They, that's what they're actually doing, but they're pretending they're, they're, they're actually caring about your child. No, they're not. You know, once your child is out of high school, the school doesn't, I mean, the school is gone. The government's gone. They don't care if you stay transgender or not. The pharmaceuticals care. But beyond that, uh, you're on your own. Um, you're only on a pedestal while you're in government sort of care, if you want to call schools that, which it kind of is. And so, uh, yeah, so to me, I, I thought, well, I'm going to break these gag orders. And, but that's why they did it. They did it to protect the agenda. Because they knew if, if parents knew, and if well, anybody knew, you know, generally speaking, you're going to say, why would you sterilize a child? Why are we allowing this to happen? But if you do it behind parents' backs and you intimidate them, which was a tactic. I mean, remember when I broke gag orders, this is like four or five years ago. It's not even today where things have changed it's to a great degree from where it was when I did this. Um, and yeah, they would take your job. I mean, I talked to so many parents, they're terrified. They're like, we just go with it. We don't like it, but we'd rather keep our child. And, and of course they play the suicide card, oh, yeah. which is, this is the only card that they've got. And it's so much baloney because my daughter even told me, she's like, she's like, dad, I'm going to commit suicide. I said, Oh no, you're not. And she starts laughing. She's like, no, but she goes, but that's what the doctor tells me to say. She goes, she's like, I have to say that I'm told to do that. That's how I get treatment. So, so the whole thing is a scam. You spent 70 days, would have been a lot longer, but the uh, Court of Appeals turned things around. So you said you spent 70 days in, in prison. Uh, I did. You can. They're, this, they're still thinking the general, uh, the attorney general of Canada could appeal the decision. They have until early October uh, to appeal it and put you back in prison. Um, that's right. The attorney general of British Columbia. Yeah. So he can push it into federal Supreme court of Canada. Do you think that's going to happen? I haven't heard anything. You know, what's what's you again, this is the first in Canada is that they took a civil case and turned it into a criminal case. So what happened was, is, as I mentioned in my, my previous, my first speech court of appeal ruling, they took it from a, a criminal matter down to a civil matter. Well, the, the judge deliberately on his own, not even under request from the lawyers on, who were opposing me, because he asked him, he goes, would you like to turn this into a criminal contempt of court case? And they said no. And he says, well, what does, what does you know, the, my daughter say? And that lawyer said, no, she's also not asking for that to happen. But then the judge handed it over to prosecution services anyways, and they turned the civil case into a criminal case. So this is how hard... The government is coming after me. So when you ask, will they take this to the Supreme Court of Canada? I wouldn't be surprised. Well, this they interview is an example. This interview is not going to uh, help all that much. I'm going to take a one minute break and I, then I want to spend like five minutes with you on what did you do right? What did you do wrong? What do you recommend parents who are going through this? What should they do? By the way, he is fighting and he is up. The, he's up against all the powerful people up in Canada. Um, he's having to fight it by himself, and it's very expensive. You can go to gogetfunding.com, gogetfunding.com. Just search for BC Father Fighting Medical Transitioning of Child, uh, and you will find 
his story still without a name. GoGetFunding.com. Help him win this fight. Your car exists uh, in one of two states. It can be either a vehicle delivering you to and from the places you need to go, or it's the world's biggest and heaviest paperweight. And if you're not covered for repairs after your warranty runs out, I got bad news. It's going to eventually be the paperweight. Car repairs are insanely expensive right now. Not so for having protection for them. Uh, If you have protection, you have uh, a way to survive your car going in for a huge repair. When you enroll with CarShield, you're getting protection plans start as low as $100 a month, flexible month-to-month coverage, your choice of an ASE certified mechanic, 24-7 coast-to-coast roadside assistance. You'll have complimentary roadside assistance, rental car options. You also get no long-term contracts. Okay, Maybe most important of all, considering the whole inflation problem, you get a price lock guarantee. Your price will never go up, no matter how many times you file a claim, no matter if you put extra mileage on your car as it increases, no matter what inflation does, no price increase guaranteed. Car Shield, 800-227-6100, 800-227-6100, carshield.com slash back. Use it and gain 20% savings now. 10 seconds, station ID. In case you missed that, where you can go and help him fight his legal battle on this, go get funding.com. Okay, so what did you, first of all, do you regret taking this on at all? You know, in hindsight, looking back, I, I don't. People have often asked me that question, and, and I don't regret it because I look at all the change. You know, it may have been a more difficult situation if, you know, nothing had changed at all, and I was just beating my head against the wall, but... Uh, clearly, you know, you, I mean, you know what's going on in the U.S. I mean, there are some provinces now up, up in Canada that are starting to push back on this stuff. Right. And so I'm glad to see what I'm seeing. You know, uh, you know, I look at it this way. You, and, and, of course, I don't expect everyone to do what I did. I mean, it, this is a little bit of a, of a one something that, yeah, you don't have that expectation. But, you know, I, I, in Canada, I look at this trifecta of death. We have abortion sterilization and euthanasia. They're going to start euthanizing kids as young as 12 in this country very soon. And And that, by the way, for those of you who don't know, that's not hyperbole. That is actually happening. And the kids can just say, I'm depressed. And the doctor can then say, I can help you with that death if you'd like. As early as 12. Anyway, go ahead. That's right. Yeah. So as as I'm getting, as, as parents now are finding out after the fact that their kids are being sterilized, Parents are going to get a call saying, yeah, your child's at the funeral home. And, you know, they did it under mature consent. Um, but, yeah, no. So what I what I sort of came up with is what I call the trifecta of, uh, of pushing back. And, and that to me was, you know, get into the courts, fight in the courts, uh, you know, get into the media, get attention out. Because it's about educating people, making people aware. Uh, and, and last, and the hardest one which is finally starting to happen here, and it's been happening in many states, is legislation, get stuff passed. And that's the, tip, that's the most difficult one. But it's starting to happen as well. And so, you know, I say, you know, I was looking at the numbers the other day, and we have just under, I think, 8 billion people in the world. And so I thought, you know, I'm just going to add up, you know, the Catholics, the Protestants, the Muslims, the Jewish, and it's well over 4 billion 
And I'm thinking, if, if, even if people of faith were true to their beliefs, we wouldn't be in this mess. Correct. Like, how is the minority pushing us around? And, and why are so many churches even failing on this matter? And, you know, I always say to people, you know, it's, it's not for us to follow our children into hell. It's for us to pull our children out of hell and back towards heaven. And yet so many parents will just be like, well, I'm just going to live with this. I'm just, I, you know, I don't want my child to not like me. Well, that's not proper parenting. You know, p- parenting is tough love. And you don't just allow your child to do whatever they want to do. But, and so when I say to people, what can you do? Number one is parent. You know, be a proper parent. Don't give in to this stuff. To me, that's, that's critical. I mean, this is what they're trying to destroy is your families and the relationships that you have. So your, uh, your daughter is 19. You haven't spoken to her uh, for three years. Um, last you saw her, she loved you. She shared things with you privately. Um, you had a good relationship, it seems. Um, then she, you yeah, had, her and I were close. And so you don't have that relationship now. If she comes back to you in you know a few years and she says, Dad, I'm glad I did that. Uh, and I'm a boy now. I've taken all the hormones and everything else. Will you, will you use her name that you gave her, or will you use the name she is taking? How are you going to deal with that? Yeah, I've I've thought about it. I I never want to speak, you know, in a delusion. Like I will never call my daughter a he ever. Mm-hmm. I can assure you of that. But the approach I, I think I would take is I just won't, I just get around it. I won't use anything. I'll just say you. I'll just be more like first person. Because I, I, at the same time, my conscience can't allow me to use a male pronoun for a female. But at the same time, you know, it, it's not even out of respect, I guess, because I don't respect when people do this. But just to avoid, you know, a clash, I suppose I would just say, hey, you is an example but yeah, yeah it's a difficult one because i i talked to many people about it and uh and a lot of them will call their daughters he's because that's yeah. what they want and I, and I i think i'm with you i would call i i would use a, a name is just a name you know alex can go either way um but uh so a name is just a name but you know denying the reality because if i go in if i had to take my daughter into uh, a hospital for something going wrong, I wouldn't say, no, uh, that's a boy. I, I would immediately say, this is a girl. She's, she's transitioned, uh, but she's, she's a girl. Because that would be important to know for the doctors. You can never deny that. Never. No, and that's what's silly right now is that, you know, one thing that my daughter was allowed to do back in 2019 was she was allowed to uh, change her vital statistics with the, with the federal government. That's insane. And so what you're seeing is all of a sudden you're seeing in the, in the, in the stats is you're seeing, uh, you know, girls that have, you know, cancers prostate. that only men can have. Yeah. Like prostate yeah. cancer. Like it's ridiculous yeah. stuff. It's ridiculous um, stuff. But what is the one thing? that you would give advice on not doing the thing that you are glad you didn't do or wish you hadn't have done? Well, there's, I look at, I see two camps of people. I see those that sort of follow, I would call it the Martin Luther King Jr. model. And those that kind of follow the Malcolm X model. I tend to be in the Martin Luther King Jr. Uh, club in yeah, that regards. Me too. And, and what I'll see is I'll see 
people, and again, it gets trendy because it's good for clicks as well, right? You'll see people going in and just stirring it up, like just getting in people's faces and just being very aggressive. It's both ways. Trust me, Antifa and all that. Yeah. I mean, I saw them last Wednesday. Uh, there was a big march, Canadian-wide march to, for, for kids, to save kids. Uh, and sometimes it's just not worth antagonizing. Correct. And that way, uh, you know, I think I've accomplished a lot more by going through the courts, doing things that way, than, you know, if I'm deliberately seeking out places where I know the trans, like, collect themselves. Like, I'm not going to go to a gay bar right. and start preaching about right. Sure. How much I don't like transgenderism. All right. With kids. Let me tell you, I, I have an awful lot of respect for the way you have handled this. I, I can't imagine what it has been like for the last few years or what is still yet to come. This could help put you back in jail, just this interview. And thank you for your courage. If you would like to help him fight, his attorneys are expensive. Go get funding.com. Go get funding.com. Search for BC the Father Fighting program. Medical Transitioning. All right. Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen says there's a disconnect between how the economy is doing and how we feel it's doing. Yeah. um, You know, maybe somebody else buys the groceries for her, goes to the gas station for her. Um, They know what they're doing. What they're doing is destroying our country and our economy. They're doing it because they want to end capitalism. That's not hyperbole. You don't understand that. You should read Dark Future. Okay, you'll own nothing and you'll be happy. That's what they're intentionally doing. So what are you going to do when the dollar eventually collapses or inflation goes into hyperinflation? What happens to all of your savings? Would you please, please consider calling Goldline and buying some precious metals to have gold or silver or platinum or something is important because it will keep its value. For every full ounce of fractional gold eagles purchased, you're going to receive a free one-tenth ounce platinum St. Helena Trust Series coin. So now you can get gold and platinum. 866-GOLDLINE. Get this deal now. Call them. They're waiting for you. 866-GOLDLINE. Tonight, it's back-to-back. Studios America and Glenn TV. Don't miss it. BlazeTV.com slash Glenn. The promo code is Glenn. So there is a uh, story in today's uh, show prep that I think is very important. If you don't have, if you don't get my show prep every day, please go to uh, glenbeck.com. It is free. You'll get about 80 stories a day. It is all, really all the things you need to know. If you, if you listen to me, this is my show prep. I've, I've never made this available before, but this, these are the stories that I'm looking at every day to try to track where we are and what's coming our way. And so you get a very different look at the news, and I, I urge you to get it. It's free. And you just go to glenbeck.com and sign up for it. But there is a, there is a story uh, right now that the, one of the, the main things that Americans are concerned about is this transgender nonsense that we're dealing with now in our schools with our kids uh and you know who who is going to stop this well there's a story out uh as well that's happening in west virginia that you may not be aware of and patrick morrissey he is the 
He's a guy he's running, I think, for governor now. He is the first attorney general in West Virginia to be a Republican since 1933. It's crazy. Um, but he is now fighting because he says that West Virginians should not have to pay for gender affirming care. And there has been a, a court ruling that said, no, Medicaid, you have discretion uh, on what you cover, but this isn't one of those times. You have to cover transition surgeries and hormones and everything else, which can be thousands and thousands of dollars. He's fighting it, and he's with us now. Hello, Patrick. How are you, sir? Hey, I'm doing great. It's good to be back with you. Thank you, my friend. You bet. So you're fighting this, and what are you coming up against? Well, this is a really important case uh, because, as you indicated, in August of last year, a federal judge ruled that the West Virginia Medicaid program must provide coverage for these uh, transgender surgeries under Medicaid. And that we took issue with because the state of West Virginia uh, does not want to utilize taxpayer dollars for this purpose. We think that the procedures are unproven. There's no medical evidence that it's actually serving the purpose. And quite frankly, uh, West Virginia is heavily burdened with a lot of other health care problems, whether it's drug addiction or cancer or heart disease or diabetes. So states have to make difficult dollars and cents decisions every day. And we're saying we should not be forced to do this. And the court's response that, yes, you do, how, how do you interpret that? Well, I think that the court is arguing that uh, there's discrimination. And we are saying, no, there is not. That we are saying that when you have an unproven a type of surgery, when you have the type of procedure that's not recognized, it's not subject to a Medicare coverage determination, it's not covered uh, when private insurance, it's not covered by the U.S. military, Medicaid shouldn't be an exemption. And so they're trying to make this all about discrimination. And what we're arguing is, now, wait a minute, we have a huge deficit in Medicaid, and we can't afford to pay for everything out there. And obviously, uh, the key is that this can't be done based on politics. This should be based upon the law. And states shouldn't be forced to cover these kind of procedures. And I know, uh, Glenn, we could talk a lot about the other work that we're doing, you know, protecting the integrity of women's sports and fighting off of uh, the separate part of the agenda. But this, to me, is a really simple one. You can't just force governments to pay for unproven uh, matters, especially Correct. when the state is trying to manage precious resources. All right. So. Patrick, um, when are you going in to uh, fight this, and yeah. where is it going? Absolutely. So this uh, was just an argument uh, before the Fourth Circuit unbox, so the whole panel that was last week. And uh, we expect that in upcoming months we'll get a decision, and this may end up being the first case that goes up to the U.S. Supreme Court uh, on this. We're watching it. Uh, we feel really good about the arguments that we're making, uh, and uh, I think that we'll probably know by later this year or early next year. Are any other states joining you in this? 
Well, this is early on right now, but we would expect if it goes up uh, to the U.S. Supreme Court that we would probably have many states okay. join us because I can't imagine there aren't going to be 20, 25 states uh, equally no. interested in this. Right. Um, can I switch the subject uh, with you? Yeah. There, There is a story about uh, James Castro. He's from Texas, and he is trying to take Donald Trump's name off of the ballots in red states, and your state is targeted. Uh, and I know the GOP is fighting, uh, fighting this, but what is the AG's office doing about it, and can you do anything about it? Yeah, absolutely. So our office is going to defend the Secretary of State's office in this lawsuit, and we think it's uh, utterly wrong to try to keep former President Donald Trump out of this primary. And we know that this is part of an action that people are filing across uh, the country. But Glenn, we think you can't exclude an eligible candidate from the ballot, especially with the arguments that they're making. And we're going to defend the laws of West Virginia. And I think we're going to prevail in court because these guys are trying kind of an unproven theory in terms of their definitions of insurrection and other issues, I don't think it's going to get upheld in the court. We're going to proudly help step up and ensure that this lawsuit's defeated. I have to tell you, uh, I mean, everything that the left is doing to silence Donald Trump is is truly remarkable to me. I mean, you know, you say you don't like insurrection. Uh, you're doing everything you can to push for insurrection. Why would you silence uh, a, a candidate this close to the election when you can just let the people decide? I mean, that's our system. You let the people decide. Yeah, Glenn, you know, and I've been on your program before, this is the worst form of election interference when you try to prosecute your political enemies. You try to prevent them from getting on the ballot. We're seeing it in terms of all of these indictments that have come up this is absolutely a double standard of justice and that's why as the west virginia attorney general i've been very clear i've spoken out against all of these efforts to target one man i think it's wrong at every level and uh i i keep trying to weigh in and block that from happening whether it's this case of trying to prevent him from uh, being on the ballot or separately making arguments about uh, some of the indictments that I think have very, very weak evidence attached to them. Hmm. Well, thank you very much for the fight. L- let us know when the uh, court gets uh, when the uh, court case gets turned in. I'd, I'd love to hear what they had to say. Patrick Morrissey is a West Virginia Attorney General, one of the good guys. Uh, thank you so much, Patrick. I appreciate it. Hey, Glenn. Thanks so much. And if folks want to learn more, stand top Patrick Morrissey dot com and uh, follow what we're working on. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Ay, ay, ay. Biden's first impeachment inquiry hearing is underway uh, right now. Jonathan Turley just started uh, speaking. Turley is a guy who sometimes hacks me off, sometimes uh, makes me feel good. And that's how I usually know somebody is actually following the Constitution because the Constitution doesn't always agree with me. And uh, can we just dip in here real quick and, and see what he's having to say it's interesting to me that of a multi-million dollar the only ones covering this is scheme. Fox. And then finally, President Biden may have benefited 
from millions of dollars as a part of that scheme. Now those facts should not be taken out of context. They're merely allegations and they should not become presumptions of impeachable conduct. Indeed, as I've said in past impeachments, self-dealing is a difficult issue under the impeachment clause. The framers sought to avoid ambiguous standards. That's one of the reasons that perfidy was rejected. While it may not sit well with many, President Biden and other presidents can be dishonest, can even lie to the American people, and that would not constitute an impeachable offense. Indeed, most presidents have lied to the American people. That's why I've not liked any president since James Madison. <laughs> now, dishonesty alone is not impeachable, and so what I lay out in my testimony are what I call guardrails or best practices. Those are designed to protect this process. Frankly, a number of the things I lay out benefit President Biden, as I say in my testimony. Because presidential impeachment shouldn't be a close question, it shouldn't be a rush to judgment, and you should avoid the type of confirmation bias that can, can uh, occur in this process. This is, as people say, a political process, but it is also a constitutional process. Influence peddling is a form of corruption. The United States has signed treaties to combat this form of corruption around the world. And that is also an inescapable fact. All right. So this is just the beginning. Last night, there was a whole bunch of memos, uh, emails, uh, banking records, et cetera, et cetera, that was, was dumped. And it is, again... It is evidence, but it, it is not, you know, it has to be decided in a court of law or in this case, if we impeach the president of the United States. But it seems very clearly that something is is has been going on that if it uh, if it didn't matter, why would you lie about it? That, that's the really important thing that we have to say to our friends. Because they're going to say when all of this is done, well, it doesn't matter anyway. So what? He took money. Wait, it, didn't, it doesn't matter? Then why would he lie about it? Why did you say that he never did that? If it didn't matter, if it was no big deal, your argument would have been from the beginning, but it's no big deal if he did. You have to anchor yourself someplace in the harbor and we got to make sure they just can't just pick up the anchors and move them to another harbor and then drop the anchor there and say, well, uh, that harbor didn't matter. You, no, it did because you fought over it. Why would you fight over it if indeed it didn't matter? It's going to be a uh, it's going to be a tough year, but I think it is. Um, I think the Republicans are doing the right thing on this. However. We are also going to find out if they're going to do the right thing on the budget by this weekend. We are either going to have a government shutdown on Saturday or they're going to have a uh, some sort of a bill. And if it's a continuing resolution, it's for me, GOP is over. It's just over. Um, I mean, I already won't give them a dime. I'll give certain candidates money, but I won't give the GOP a dime. If they decide just to do the McConnell and uh, and Schumer 
continuing resolution, which keeps the same budget for everything, plus adds more money for Ukraine. I'm done with them. What good are they? Do you honestly think there's any other outcome that's possible? Yes. Depends on uh, how strong the Freedom Caucus stands. So basically, they they control the line. They shut down the government. Yep. Eventually, they have to come to the table and yep. have some concessions. Yep. What level of concessions would make you happy? I mean, is it because uh, I can? You've got to secure the border. You got to secure the border, and I think you need to uh, rein in some of the the corruption that we know is happening with the DOJ. You know, s- stop, stop, defund at least some of it. At least some of it. Um, you, you just have to cut the spending, cut the insane, just the most insane things. Cut that. If you do 5%, at least that's something. But as Chip Roy said on the program yesterday, you've got to, contr- you've got to get the border in control. If they don't give you the money and the authorization and the people to control this border and shut this down, I say you, you shut the government down for as long as it takes. By the way, uh, I'd sure like to hear from, um, uh, from uh, McCarthy. I think he owes it to the American people and to the Republican voters. Are you for a continuing resolution or are, is that a no-go zone? Life throws you some curveballs from time to time. The curveballs can be really scary. Wars, natural disasters, economic downturn. Any of these things sound crazy right now? This is where my Patriot Supply can help. They are the nation's leader in high-quality emergency food, and they provide a perfect way to have peace of mind for your family. Remember, it's always better to have emergency food and not need it rather than suddenly need it and not have it. Head to MyPatriotSupply.com and prepare with emergency food that will stay fresh for up to 25 years. Enjoy a wide variety of delicious food kits offering over 2,000 calories every day for optimum strength under stress. And don't forget about the water filtration and purification products. These are perfect for your bug out bag, survival supply, or camping pack. One thing is sure, no need to stock up. Once the panic has set in, because you're not going to have access to it, do it now. Order at 3 p.m. Your items will ship the same day. It's that fast. MyPatriotSupply.com. It's MyPatriotSupply.com. The Glenn Beck Program. Do you remember the family that came from Germany because they wanted to homeschool their kids and they couldn't talk about God in Germany? Well, they've been here, good citizens here in the United States, and uh, now they're being sent back to Germany. Ice just knocked at their door. This family we're sending back while thousands, hundreds of thousands come across our border? Are you kidding me? We're talking to them next. All right. uh, I want to talk to you about cleaning your gun. Uh, I hate it. I hate cleaning my gun. Um, Hate it, hate it, hate it. Mainly because it's just a mess. My wife won't let me do it in the house. She's like, they're not using the kitchen table. Now I've got Barrel Buddy. Barrel Buddy 
It's going to revolution. This is a total disruptor. You know, you can still go with the T-shirts and stuff them down the barrel. This this is something that is going to change the way you clean your gun. It uh, actually pushes outward to fill the interior of your gun's barrel, and it cleans the rifling grooves as well as the rest of the barrel surface. It's amazing. It's a 3D cylinder made up of polymers that don't leave any residual particles, no mess behind. It cleans and scrubs and collects all the particulates, then absorbs any remaining residue and buffs the interior surface clean. It is really great. Barrel Buddy made entirely here in the United States by a company that totally shares uh, your values and my values. If you're serious about taking good care of your guns, Barrel Buddy is the way to go. Go to BarrelBuddy.com. BarrelBuddy.com. Just check it out. It's really revolutionary. BarrelBuddy.com. A story, maybe it was 2010 or less. I, I don't remember when it was. This story has been going on forever. Um, there is a German family. They were living in uh, Germany. They were homeschooling their kids. That's illegal in Germany. They pulled their kids out because look at the crap we're now teaching our kids. You want your kids in that? Homeschooling's illegal. They faced fines adding up over $10,000. They were threatened with the loss of the custody of their children. uh, And their children were taken, brought to school by the police. All right, that's how bad it got. In 2010, they came to the United States and asked for asylum. Because of their religious point of view, they 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 were threatened with all kinds of stuff. So they granted they were granted asylum in the US, but the government appealed. Two years later, the Sixth Circuit Court finally revoked the asylum status. Supreme Court would not hear the case. At that time, the attorney was told by the Department of Homeland Security they would grant them indefinite deferred action and not deport the family. They went to the ICE office once a year. As directed, they did everything that they were supposed to do. They were just getting a document signed based on, you know, so they could get employment authorizations in America. They have lived within the law the whole time. They came here the right way. Three weeks ago, they were told to come back in a month with all of their documents because uh, they were going to be deported. That includes the five children that came with them in 2008, as well as the two that were born here now in America. The oldest children that got married to an American citizen last year. Uh, The first grandchild was born here two weeks ago, and they're supposed to leave America. If they go back, they will face the same persecution, high fines, 
it will financially ruin their uh, their family. They'll have jail time and lose the custody of their kids and the older kids that were homeschooled here in America. It will not be counted in Germany, so they will not be able to go for higher education or get good jobs because it won't count. With the hundreds of thousands that are coming across our border every month illegally, and the left says it's all about asylum and persecution, this case is. We're going to talk to them in 60 seconds. So let me tell you about real estate agents I trust. According to a recent article in the Washington Examiner, new home sales fell last month amidst the disastrous effects of Bidenomics catching up with the housing market. The Fed has continued to raise rates since March of last year. Homeowners who got locked into a low rate during the pandemic are holding back on selling their homes. And because of the economy, new homes being built is starting to go away again. Here's the good news. The homes that are on the market, hot commodity. Why is that good news? Because this is where the really great real estate agent gets a chance to shine, to sell your home for the most amount of money and then be able to get you into the home that you want. That's really hard right now. You need the best real estate agent. You can find them at realestateagentsitrust.com. Just tell us where you are buying and selling. We're going to give you the best real estate agent after we vetted all of them. We're going to give you a recommendation. We want you to interview yourself. They don't work for us. It's a free service to you. It's realestateagentsitrust.com. Realestateagentsitrust.com. All right. Um... Uva uh, Romaiki, uh, Romaika is the dad. He is also with Kevin Bowden. He is a homeschool legal defense association attorney. Did I get any of the, uh, the story wrong, Uva? No, it was all right. Thank you for having me on. Uh, the only thing that was, different, was wrong was the uh, initial day when we, or year when we came was 2008. 2008. We have okay. been here for 15 years now, yes. Okay. And I remember we talked to you early on um, because uh, your case was uh, pending, I think, at the time. And Mm -hmm. you have lived now here for 15 years. You have been good, Mm -hmm. solid citizens. You you Mm -hmm. have jobs. You're not depending on the government, correct? That's right, yes. And what happens to you if you go back to Germany? What happens to you and your family? Yeah, since uh, our two youngest ones that were born here in the United States would come with us, of course. Uh, they are now 10 and 12 years old in 5th and 7th grade. Uh, and we would homeschool them in uh, Germany. We would face the same, as you said earlier, persecution with uh, custody, losing custody and uh, fines and possibly jail time and, and all these things. That would be uh, the same as before we left. So and, and, uh, there wouldn't be any way to homeschool in Germany. And why are you homeschooling in Germany? What is what is this really all about? Well, uh, we yeah we have several reasons. Uh, but uh, initially, we started homeschooling because our two oldest children, who at that time were in school for two three years, uh, their their personality changed. They they became withdrawn. They developed headaches, stomach aches. 
Um, doctors couldn't tell that, that there was any physical reason. It was all because of bullying and, and being fear, having fear to go to school. Uh, and, and then later on, we found out uh, that also what they were taught at school was uh, diametrically against what we as Christians believed. So uh, there were so many reasons we didn't want them to go there again. And once we actually started homeschooling, uh, they relaxed. They're, they became their old selves again, uh, and they are happy children now and all grown up. I mean, these are now grown up, have good jobs here, and uh, so everything turned out well for them. We wanted to do the best for our children uh, and still want to do that. And so you have two older children that married Americans, uh, yes. and they ha- they're being deported as well? Yes, because uh, they applied for citizenship, but <clears throat> the paperwork hasn't gone through yet, so it's it's still in the process. So they are now all included in the deportation order. <clears throat> okay, so let me talk to your attorney, Kevin. Uh, Kevin works for uh, HSLDA. It is a, a nonprofit organization making homeschooling possible and making sure they're defending uh, the homeschoolers. Kevin, what is what what is happening here? Well, Glenn, thanks for having us on. I just I know you've been supporting his family for for many many years, going all the way back to 2010, 2013, and we appreciate that. You know, we we don't know what's going on. What we do know is they were told to come back in four weeks and to bring their passports to start self deportation. We also, of course, know that ICE, you know, has the ability to execute prosecutorial discretion and to not deport the family. So we know what they've been told to do when we know what's in the authority of ICE to do. And for some reason that, that we don't have yet, they've been told to get ready to go. Uh, huh. All I can think of is, uh, I mean, what would happen if they, they went on vacation and, you know, in Texas and uh, were staying at a friend's house? I mean, what would happen? Well, well, you know, we don't know. I mean, they are under this order of supervision that they've been under for the last 10 years, which does require them to show up to, to these ICE meetings. So they've been directed to come back, and they have an obligation uh, per this order of supervision to show up. And, you know, I, I mean, as you know, I mean, Uva and Hannah have been law-abiding individuals in this country since the day they set foot on American soil. And if you know this family like I do, they will do nothing but comply with the law because that's the type of character that this family has. I have to tell you, I, I'm, I'm so disgusted by this. This is truly a family that needs asylum. They don't have the First Amendment in Germany. We have it here to protect people. This is what it means to bring in uh, those who are persecuted, not the hundreds of thousands of of young men without families coming across our border in the middle of night they did it the right way um and this i i tell you kevin this bothers me so deeply um when i first heard this story a couple of weeks ago uh, i think i said this on the air it was a very dark day for me i i had a really stew will tell you i had a really hard time going on because i thought if this government with everything that is out of control, has the time to take this family down. They have such malice 
that it that they're doing things that we can't even imagine. If they're coming after this family, that's malice, and it, it is it is not good for any American. Well, and you know, Glenn, it, it, it's inconsistent with the secretary with the you know the Department of Homeland Security's own policies. I mean, there's there's guidance memorandum from 2021 from Secretary Mayorkas. And the three priorities are threat to national security, threat to public safety, and threat to border security. So, I mean, you, you tell me, where does the Ramica family fall into these three priorities? I mean, they are the lowest of the low in terms of being here in the United States. So, you know, my, my, my thought is just follow your own prior priorities. They're, they're good priorities, but why are we not putting the resources of the U.S. government So. Who actually enforce the priorities that they have that, that, that they've identified? So, what's the plan? Well, we are we've got a, a petition we're circulating. We hope to present that to, to President Biden. Oh, jeez, uh, we're there's oh, a cow. We're well, that. We're there. Well, it's it's to demonstrate broad support. Of course, you know we you know we want to just demonstrate that the country is behind this family. Um, Representative Harshberger has filed a private bill in the House of Representatives that's pending before the House Judiciary Committee. We would like members of Congress to support that private bill. They can't co-sponsor, but they can support it. And then Jim Jordan, in that committee or subcommittee, can request a report from ICE with this bill that would effectively uh, be a stay on any removal proceedings. So we're asking the Judiciary Committee, the House Judiciary Committee, to request that report. Tell I used to tell them what's going on. Why are you deporting this family? What's going on? Give us the backstory. Give us the reason, and that would provide some temporary reprieve, at least to the Ramica family. And then long term, we would love a private bill uh, in the Senate as well. And uh, you know, those are a couple of the angles that that we're looking at right now, which would allow them to stay and and to continue their life here as we pursue some longer term strategies. Okay, so here's if you're listening now, I mean, if you're not listening, then how are you hearing me? But if you're listening now, I want you to go to HSLDA, HSLDA.org slash Romica, which is R-O-M-E-I-K-E. Rome-Ike is how you spell that hslda.org slash Rome Ike um, and sign this. I am on the website right now and I am going to sign my name to it. I never sign petitions, but I will sign a petition for this family. Um, this is totally outrageous. What else can we do to help this family? Well, I, I mean, Uva can speak as well, but I mean, what he would say also is pray. Uh, you know, this is a faith-filled family. They love the Lord. And, you know, as Hannah has told me many, many times, I mean, we, we appeal to the Most High, and the Most High can take action and supernaturally intervene. And so I know from their hearts, uh, that's something that everyone, regardless of whether they sign, donate, whatever, that's something they can do. Can I uh, invite them? I'm saying this without any know, knowing uh, of my schedule at all here. So I apologize to my production staff. But I would like to invite the family, especially the kids that were born here and the older kids. Um, I would like to interview them and make sure that people see this family and what you're really all about. Can we get you guys to come in for that? We would love to. Yes. Thank you. I, I am. 
I have done more apologizing to foreigners for my country in the last five to eight years uh, that I, I thought I would never have to do this. We have done so many immoral things. We have done so many things against God. We have so lost our way. We don't even know who we are anymore. And my apologies for uh, what our country is doing to you and your family. This is absolutely immoral. And uh, I thank you for being... uh, people that still love our country, despite what we've done. And we love the American people, and it's it's really a minority that is uh, that are the bad people. I think most of the Americans are good people and believing people, Christian people, and we are very thankful for all the support through prayer and uh, people who laughed on us when we first came here. So uh, we feel very blessed to be here. Thank you for your all support. You bet. Thank you. We'll be in touch. Guys, thank you so much. It's hslda.org slash Romica, which is Rome Ike, R-O-M-E-I-K-E. I have to tell you, this is one I will go and camp outside of their house and surround their house with like-minded, loving Christian people who will just not break arms on our knees. We just go and kneel around their house in droves, and we lock arms, and we just pray for this family. And if they have to haul, if they have to haul me to jail so they can get to that family, so be it. I've, I've had enough. I've had enough, and I don't want to be a part of any, anything that is violent, is trying to overthrow anything, but there comes a time where we have got to stand or kneel, begging and, and relying on the protection of divine providence. Back in just a minute. Uh, If you own a gun, you need to be really responsible with that gun. And I know the people uh, in this audience that own guns are responsible. We lock it up. We keep it away from children. We learn how to shoot. We learn how to handle it safely. We don't use it in anger. We don't use it in anything but self-defense or sport If you own a gun, one of the responsible things is to be good at using that gun. Otherwise, it's just going to be, it's going to make things worse for you. So going to the range, you know, once a week and and firing a gun gets very expensive these days because of what the government is doing to the Second Amendment. There is a, a, a device now called Mantis X that is really good. It will improve your shooting quickly, whether you're going to, you know, fire actual rounds or you're dry firing practicing. Uh, it'll give you instant feedback with what you're doing right, what you're doing wrong, and how to correct your technique. 
94% of the shooters improve within 20 minutes. I mean, it is honestly, you'll see it on a Bluetooth screen, either your phone or your iPad. You'll see exactly what you're doing, and it then tells you how to fix it. It's truly amazing and will save you a buttload of money. It's MantisX.com. That's MantisX.com. 10 seconds, station ID. I'm going to give you something that came out of Washington yesterday that is the most common sense, decent, impassioned plea for what is going on in our country on the border. Um, I, I, I watched it twice. I was like, I, I can't believe this is being said by a politician. This is true. And the reason why it was... You can tell there was the fire of the eternal truth behind the words. Uh, by the way, we're going to talk about we talked in the first hour of today's broadcast podcast um, all about the uh, debate last night. It was a horror show. It was embarrassing. And I swear to you. Between this debate, and we're going to talk about this tonight, I, I want to know, was there a winner last night? I think it was Donald Trump, just because he wasn't there, so he didn't have any of the stink on him from last night's debate. The biggest loser was, I thought, Fox and the GOP. But in, in looking at this, the GOP is about to get a double whammy. They they are the ones that okayed this debate with Fox and with Univision. Why? I don't know. But they're the ones that wanted it this way. And then this weekend, they're going in for the budget deal. And the GOP is so far off message. They don't get it. They don't get where people in this country actually live what they actually feel spiritually, what they actually feel at the supermarket, when they go into their jobs, when they drop their kids off to school, I think the GOP is done. Join me for a TV broadcast tonight all about that. Steve Dace, Stu, Pat going to join me roundtable. And that's coming up on blazetv.com tonight. The Glenn Beck Program. Are you tired of not only paying far too much for your mobile phone service, but also knowing that some of the exorbitant amount of money that you're shelling out every month is going to support causes that you not only don't believe in, but causes that you are absolutely against, like abortion? Patriot Mobile offers dependable nationwide coverage. You can access any of the three major networks that everybody's on, but you don't have to worry that part of your bill is going to fund leftist causes. You not only get great service, a great price, but you're also sending a message to the rest of the country and to these big mobile companies. You support free speech and religious freedom and the sanctity of life and the Second Amendment and common decency. Switch. Do it right now. This is the lowest hurdle for you to get involved. Just go to patriotmobile.com slash Beck or call 972-PATRIOT. 972-PATRIOT. Get free activation when you use my name, Beck. Join me. Make the switch today. Patriotmobile.com slash Beck. 972-PATRIOT. It's 972-PATRIOT.
Tonight, it is back-to-back, Studios America, Glenn TV, at blazetv.com slash Glenn. The promo code is Glenn. This story I just told you about, I, I've, 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 I've hit my limit. I've hit my limit. I, no tolerance for this. I mean, I really feel like this, this story about this German family that's been going on now for 15 years. They have come to America because they were actually religiously persecuted by Germany. That's why we are a refuge. That's why. That's why. Send us your poor, your tired, your huddled masses yearning to breathe free. That is a challenge to Europe. You send me the people you say can't make it. And you watch them flourish here. That's what that means. Not just have everybody overrun our borders and chaos. AOC compared what's happening on our border to Ellis Island. God, I wish there was an Ellis Island. We knew who was coming into the country. We sent some back. This is not Ellis Island. And now you have a Christian family, and I don't care what color they are. If they were from Africa and the story was the same, if they were from Venezuela and the story was the same, I would be saying the same thing. I had to tell you, when I was talking to them, I, I was like, this is, I mean, I should hide this family. I should hide this family. This is, I mean, to me, this is, this is the beginning of what happened in Germany. Now, we're still a long way away from a death camp, and it doesn't ever have to go there. But this is how it starts. You're letting people come across the border by the millions. They don't need to have the vaccine. They, don't, they can send their kids in. You don't have to have the you know, MMR shot. You don't have to have anything. You don't have to play by the rules for any reason. Because the government likes you. But a family who comes in the right way, does it the right thing, proves for 15 years they're solid citizens. They're shipped back. Why? Why? Because this government has a problem with a Christian family coming in. And you know what? This family will go back to Germany and they won't say anything because that's who they are. They're good, decent people. I am. Who the hell? Who in Virginia is going to lead a campaign? Have you signed that particular, um, what do you call it? Petition. Have you signed that? Will you sign that? Please do hslda.org slash Rome Ike. Uh, saying it the way it's spelled R O M E I K E, Rome Ike. And read about the family, read about who they are. 
I don't care. Uh, and um, this one, and I don't know if they'd even do it, but I mean, if, if as long as the people that are there are Christians who actually live the faith, meaning they worship a God of peace and they understand the difference between Martin Luther King and Malcolm X and will walk like Jesus walked to make his point. He sacrificed himself to save us. I, I, I will go and kneel at that house every day. I, I, I mean, this is to me. This is such injustice and it is everywhere. And one of these things is going to hit you. This one just hit me. This is not who we are. This, to me, because it's the same thing. This, to me, is the same thing I felt when we were leaving people behind in Afghanistan. They were innocent people. They were marked for death. Marked for death. These guys aren't marked for death, but they'll be in jail. They'll be financially ruined. Their children will never get a good job in Germany because all of, the, all of their schooling doesn't count. It's persecution. And it's our government putting our American values aside. Let me let me give you something good. We're all sitting here debating the the border and we've been telling you this is so bad. Women are being raped. Children are being taken into sex slavery. Drugs are coming across our border. Fentanyl is killing our citizens. And they'll do nothing there. They'll take these German people and send them back. But they'll do nothing on our border. I heard a senator. I heard a senator talk about this yesterday. And I want you to hear her. Listen to what she said in a press conference. That's exactly right. Senator Graham, thank you for putting this together. Thank you for your leadership. Um, one of the things that you touched on at the very beginning is that Democrats say we have no solutions. I guarantee you, if you take a look at this group up here, we have put forth solution after solution after solution. I mean, you look at H.R. 2 and what you're trying to move here in the Senate. You look at the work you've done. Guys, I would have never seen the border firsthand if this woman didn't know that I needed to see it immediately upon entering the United States Senate. I followed up with a trip with John Cornyn because they care. These people down there, Senator Blackburn would talk to them. She knew them. We walked through and we got to hear women tell us their story. And their stories are brutalizing. And to Senator Cruz's point, if you're not telling it, that's on you. Because when a woman sits there and she tells you not just about being raped, but how many times a day she's raped. When she tells you about having to lay in that bed while they come in and out and in and out, it's disgusting 
and it's despicable. Folks, you look at the number of people that have died at the border because Joe Biden has made it more and more enticing to come here. Make no mistake, this is a result of failed policies. We could fix this. We can't throw money at this and fix it. We have to actually change the policies. I looked in the eyes of CBP agents who said we're exhausted. We're not only having to be paper pushers, we're also trying to do what we did, what we took an oath of office to do, and that is protect this border. But when they tell you about finding small children who have drowned in that river or pulling a lifeless body of a woman who is pregnant with twins, it changes the way you think about what's happening. Drug cartels, guys, they have their tentacles all over this country. We need you to start telling that story. To Senator Cruz's point, they will tell you exactly how much they paid to get here. Then they'll tell you where they're going, what their job's gonna be, and how much more they owe. Got it? And guess what? Just the other day in Alabama, a gentleman told me, if you will come back here with me in this neighborhood right behind you, you will see migrants who are here illegally and they will tell you about the drug cartels coming around every other week to collect. Guys, that's not the American dream. That's an American nightmare. We know what policies work. President Trump had secured the border. We know what to do. We just have to have a leader who has the courage to do it. And I am so sick of Joe Biden lecturing us about the soul of America. Let me tell you, he needs to have the heart to actually listen to people. He needs to have the compassion to, to actually hear those stories, um, the willingness to work with people. And Joe Biden needs the courage to take decisive action. We are standing here ready to do this. And what he put forth in that supplemental is an absolute joke. It will only facilitate this crisis more and more every day. By the end of his tenure, we will have over 10 million people here, which would make that, by the way, if you put everybody in one place, the, what, 11th largest state in the United States of America? Folks, this is out of control. We've got to do something. We would not allow this to happen in a third world country. We should, or certainly should not allow it to happen in the United States of America. I think that is the most honest border assessment I've heard that's Senator uh, Katie Britt. She's from Alabama. That's a politician who says what they mean and mean what they say. It's refreshing. Honestly, you know, we say all the time, I'm fighting for my country. I'm fighting for constitution. I I'm not. I'm not. I mean, today is a great example. I'm fighting for my own soul and the soul of my children. I am fighting against evil. How can you keep a border open when you know this is going on? You know this is going on. We're killing our own people with fentanyl. People are coming over. Women are being raped day after day, multiple times a day, just to get here. 
We're turning a blind eye to our, our, our overlords on the border, the drug cartels. We are cutting our own fences while we cut our own throats. I'm glad I'm at the end of today's broadcast because I don't have anything else to say. Inflammation, even just the word sounds unpleasant. There are a lot of people in the world who suffer from frequent pain and inflammation is usually the thing causing it. Inside your body, joints can begin to swell. The next thing you know, you have pain radiating outward from those sources in your body. You've heard hundreds of people talk about it over the years and I know from personal experience, get your life back. Please just try this. We need everybody in the game. Please try Relief Factor. It may not work for you. 70% of the people go on to order more month after month. You just try it for three weeks. If it's not working, stop taking it. But if you can get out of pain, man, it is worth that 20 bucks. ReliefFactor.com. ReliefFactor.com. Call them now, 1-800-4-RELIEF. 1-800-THE-NUMBER-4-RELIEF. Or relieffactor.com. Feel the difference. The Glenn Beck Program. We are all awaiting whether Glenn Beck will be able to speak in this particular break. As we uh, went to break, he indicated that he would not be able to say anything else. And he's now sitting here with the microphone a couple feet away from him. So let's go on a uh, maybe a little adventure to the city of Philadelphia. As we saw a live streaming of a looting situation where what an Apple store got cleaned out, a Lululemon. I mean, Lululemon products may be more expensive than apple products so that's the place to hit and our friend a new friend to america a wonderful woman named meatball came to the rescue of all of us and she was able to live stream all of the looting while collecting goods for herself and then and this is a shocking i will say a legitimately shocking turn of events as our new friend Meatball was then pictured in a mugshot. Yes, there actually seems to be at least some consequences for the actions of live streaming yourself through eluding. And the picture is really one you need to see if you haven't seen it yet. Because the it's mid just oceans of tears running down her face as she's very apparently shocked that she got arrested for live streaming her stealing thousands of dollars of goods during a riot and people are mocking our friend meatball which is legitimately what she's called apparently uh people are mocking meatball because she was apparently surprised and was arrested and then very upset at her arrest. But if you, just put yourself for a second in this situation. If you happen to be part of a minority community and you were live streaming your stealing of thousands of dollars of merchandise, would you think you'd get arrested? 
in this day and age? No. No? I don't think I would. I think I would be, if anything, celebrated by the media and by people all around the city. And if anything, they would blame others for my actions. So I actually have some sympathy for Meatball. (laughs) I have some sympathy for Meatball here. How was she supposed to know she'd get arrested for this? What piece of evidence exists in last three years in this country that she would get arrested for looting and filming it? Why would she believe she would, Glenn? Maybe the good news is is that things are changing. Maybe that's the good news. Maybe. That would be incredibly inspiring if, if true. I knew Meatball would get you back on the yeah. show. <laughs> I don't know if that's true. I have no idea what truth even is anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, just let me leave you with this thought. Do not depend on the arm of man. Men will fail you over and over and over again. We must start looking toward the king we do serve, not a king of this world. The Glenn Beck Program.